Today's episode is brought to you by One Last Kiss by Cat Martin. Colorado rancher Sam Bridger will do anything for a friend, even if it means babysitting a rich city girl who knows more about high fashion than horses. Blonde, beautiful Liberty Hale looks like a model and acts like a spoiled brat. But Sam senses another side to the young woman who has lost so much of her family, and he can't deny the heat just one look at her ignites. A three-day pack trip into the mountains will test them both, especially when one of the ranch's guests takes a sinister interest in Libby. Suddenly, their unexpected chance at love is overshadowed by the terrifying possibility that their very own lives are at risk. Want to find out more? Check out One Last Kiss by Cat Martin. Enjoy the show! Sophie, you stole my bit. I was going to do that while you introduced. <laughs> how is it that? How is it that we both possibly came up with the same bit for oh the my same gosh. aptly titled book? Um, welcome back to Girls Like Us. Um, I'm Sophie. Um, this is Franny. And let it let it be known <laughs> that we're and this is a podcast um, that asks the question. Uh, what happens when, what is our tagline? <laughs> what is the tagline? I'm literally, this is toxic AF because we yeah, are we're being literally, toxic. we're being so toxic right now. Sorry guys, I'm being so toxic. Literally in the pre-record, I also was being fully toxic, but um, this is the podcast that begs the question, what does a literature degree get you with an answer? <laughs> Like never-ending toxicity, but also a podcast about <laughs> books for children. What what I was gonna say, Sophie, is let it be known that when we're singing the toxic intro, we're not doing the original Britney Spears version. No, no, no. We're definitely doing the one from the promising young woman trailer. Which oh, I was, was gonna say we're doing the glee version. Oh yeah, we can do the glee version too. I was doing the like Yeah. Okay, cool. So yours was more of a and mine was um. I think did did they do that in the similar style to um to you know when they did you've been hit by you've been struck by a smooth criminal was it similar because that those were like acapella ones that they did right yeah those are both the warblers I believe I like the, when my they favorite had the warblers, warblers is when I get you alone my favorite was when they did bills 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 and they had the guy going tick-a, 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 tick-a. that's Destiny's Child I think who do you think in terms of like artists has the market share of like best songs you can go to acapella because i think destiny's child is up there say my name is good acapella yeah i'm trying to think i i because i was obviously rest in peace in an acapella group in college and i'm trying oh yeah i forgot i'm trying to think the like the artists that we hit multiple times mine was like my acapella group and obviously a bunch of gals from my acapella group listened to this and i love you all it was an all women's acapella group and i just do have to say that like i never once got a song suggestion picked and like even though like well let's see what did you suggest on wow well so every year each of us had to suggest or every semester Mm -hmm. right yeah, every semester, each of us had to suggest five songs. I always was, like, going, like, I, I really ben wanted Folds. to. I always was suggesting Ben Folds because Ben Folds songs, like, translate really well to acapella. Everybody was always, like, Sophie, suck your own dick. Like, fuck you. We're never picking one of your songs. Um, I'm trying to think. Ben Folds, I suggested, like, we would always end up doing fucking, like, Heim songs, which I like Heim, but, like, we did, like, four Heim yeah. songs and, like, three Lord songs while I was in the group. A good um, Ben Folds one would be a cover of his cover of Kesha's Sleazy. 
Exactly. That, like, would, that would be a would great, been great one. We did like always. <laughs> we Annie were doing, Yeah. <laughs> we dum 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 But no, it always was like we were always doing like Imogen Heap songs, and it, it's just like doesn't she? What's her big one that she wrote? She what you what? say? Yeah. <laughs> we never did that, but we would just always be doing like weird. It would either be like we would be doing like. Heim songs or like Dua Lipa songs and then like it would be like some weird stupid ass and I once again if you were in my college acapella group girl I love you like we are you guys like the silhouettes or something yeah the silhouettes L-U-C silhouettes we actually have an album out and I did arrange some of the music on the album so if you listen oh I didn't know that yeah. How, um, do you get any residues for it? I don't, which I was like actually thinking about this yesterday because they were advertising the album on Instagram and I was like wait like I'm literally not getting a check for this music that I made, but it's fine. And also Camden produced the album. So oh my it's God, a is Cam getting a check? Yes, Cam did get a check. Okay, um, good. We, I haven't gotten a check though. So um, uh, good for him. This is, he looks happy and healthy, but not me yeah. if he ever cared to ask. And you know what? Cam is also getting a check from us. So here's how I feel. <laughs> I say, fuck you, Cam. <laughs> I'm We're just gonna, kidding. It's I not, love it's you. not, it's not producer Camden's fault. It's, um, it's not his fault. No. It's no one's fault. I mean, I think I'm just saying another example of a man taking money <laughs> off the work of one. <laughs> I'm just kidding, Cam. You obviously neither of us are very good at audio editing. Uh, Cam is a lifesaver. We yeah, need to pay is, him more, probably. Yeah, so he's literally, like the reason that this podcast is alive each week. Here, I would like to say, okay. Speaking of residuals, so at Miami. Now, I did not get into the Troublemakers, which I auditioned for, and I didn't even try to audition for Miami Misfits because that was all the blonde girls. Troublemakers was like the alt one. However, there was a band, or there was um, Open Fifth was like the like very like classic male acapella group, and there were a lot of like frat guys in it. I believe I'm responsible for earning them, I'm going to say at least $1 of Spotify ad revenue because there's a song that they wrote that is on my iPod and that I do listen to probably at least once a month. I'm going to play a little bit of it. Oh, this is good. And the video for this one is like so highly produced. They had like a drone on our campus. Wow. Everyone look this up. These are the lies by Open Fifth. Cause I don't think about you. Everything. <laughs> okay, we have to start this along. We have um, one, one more note on this is that at some point they go into, I don't know what that original song is, but at some point they like overlap, um, Love the Way You Lie by Rihanna. <laughs> one guy sings part of that. And they're like in this basement throwing like fucking like chalk at the wall. Look it up, everyone. Yeah, wow. That's it's fun. dope. There is like a thing, you know, having been in a women's acapella group and Cam- mm-hmm. Camden, the reason that we met was that he was in the men's acapella group. Um, okay. And Camden is also, you don't know this, but he's also a wonderful singer. Um, he's a great singer. He doesn't sing a lot on his music, but it, he is a great singer. And that's, you know, how I met that's him. Good. And so he um, was in the all-male acapella group. And there is kind of like a thing where like men's acapella groups like, definitely get a little more shine than women's acapella groups because yeah. one, they naturally sound better because they're occupying a lower register. So they get well, like a fuller sound out of the And they generally music. have have a bigger range, I would say, because you can do like high, like, and this is again, like I blame this on a Patreon, like why I can't do a Bill Clinton impression is because my voice is in too high a register. And right. I'm just saying like a guy can go falsetto most of the time. Yeah. And it's very hard for um 
for us to go all the way low. Yeah. So I think that, I don't know, acapella, it's a very specific, like, collegiate cultural thing. But I had fun doing acapella for most of college. Like, by the end of college, I'd be lying if I said it didn't, it wasn't, like, a chore to go to rehearsals, like, three <laughs> times a week and oh, to learn how to sing, like, a different Sia song. Um, yeah. And what was your favorite Sia song you did? Uh, I, I actually don't know if we ever did a Sia song, but that's kind of, like, generally, generally the, like, um, like I would like I requested or I suggest like Dolly Parton songs a couple times like nobody ever wanted to do those like nobody ever wanted to do like we did a lot of different Dua Lipa songs. Um, now speaking of our ad for this episode which is one last kiss but one kiss would be a good acapella song. I think we did we do that? No we did the one that's like if you don't like the way I talk then why am I on Gu- your mind? <laughs> Guaranteed I can blow your mind. Mwah. Mwah. We That's did the, one. it's like, uh, my part in that was this. <clears throat> you were an alto. Do, 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 I was like a soprano like a two, now. alto one. And then I also was the main beatboxer in the group. Like, because I was. Oh, that's, that rules. Yeah, I was, anytime you're like the most masculine one, they're like, <laughs> can you beatbox? Um, so I wasn't that good at it. Camden also to bring in producer Camden again is a a wonderful beatboxer. Um, I think we're wasting a revenue stream of that. Us three could be in an acapella group. Yeah. Wait, maybe that would be like a fun Patreon perk. If the three of us like recorded a horrible acapella song. Yes. Yes. Okay. Everyone give us suggestions for the funniest acapella song and we'll do it because I think we have the power. Can we bring in a, so let's say one of us is soprano, one of us is alto. Camden, is he a tenor or bass? Camden is like a bass baritone, I believe. Okay. Let's, we got to bring in a tenor. So what friend of the show could do that? Could Nick we don't do need it? a tenor because I can I can sing down there. I know, but I'm saying like to get the full full four part experience, the SATB baby. I want to do it what live. If, well, I bet I saying. bet Harry Hill is a, is a tenor. <laughs> <laughs> yes, let's get him on there. But he's the Harry absolute Hill. hunk. Though I don't think he has time for. He's literally the absolute hunk, guys. Check out his Instagram. He's being sponsored by Absolute. He's a real Jared Smith. Yeah, he so, is. Like, I can't believe we had yeah. the absolute hunk on our podcast. The literal absolute hunk, yeah, is um, Harry Hill, friend of the show. Uh, also, just I'm mm-hmm. just kind of projecting onto him tenor energy. So, you know, Harry, if you're a tenor, <laughs> That's a compliment. let us know. Yeah, no, 100%. Yeah. Um, all, of my, all of my closest friends are tenors, baby. <laughs> all right, so should we get to the matter at hand for the day? Yeah. I'm not looking forward to it. We're talking toxic, y'all. Uh, yeah. Oh, you didn't this like it? This book was... I mean, I didn't It's a placeholder it as, book. It's it's a placeholder. Yeah. I mean, it also just like seems like a bit of a return to some things that we didn't like in terms of like like Allison is clearly back. Yeah. And when they go to Agent Fuji, her who for some reason is still like kicking it in Rosewood. And mm-hmm. when they go to her and they're like, Allison is back, like she's like, girls, like she's dead like she's not back and it's like right stop like every time these books do that and like that's the premise of the book that the girls have to like somehow take justice into their own hands and prove mm-hmm. that Allison is back it just like doesn't meet logic like okay so obviously right. I'm in I'm in law school now so mm-hmm. applause round of applause applause break Camden you can edit in you know a bunch of people like just screaming crying clapping for me um but I like 
one of the main things when you start to learn about legal theory, and once again, I'm not saying anything profound. I'm literally in like my third week of law school. But (laughs) when you like the whole point of the law and like lawfulness in general, like the theory behind it is to like stop people from taking justice into their own hands. Because like, you know, back in like feudal Europe, when like the common law was still being written, like if a guy like fucked your goat or something like you just killed him and it was like people were just like getting yeah. killed left and right and like right. this because that's, that's your goat to fuck exactly that's your goat to fuck that's not anybody else's goat to fuck right and this ain't fuck a goat <laughs> this ain't fuck a goat you don't get to fuck a goat <laughs> <laughs> uh, this might look like fuck a goat but let me assure you this ain't Fuck yeah. a goat. You no don't halo. get to pick and choose. No, no fuck ha- a goat. <laughs> Maybe I'm the reason you can't fuck a goat. <laughs> um, that whole video we redo when we're eventually in a Bella Porch video, we redo the whole video and it's just like Bella Porch, like <laughs> us being like, <laughs> Bella, you can't fuck the goat. That's Suburban's goat, yeah. Bella. You can't fuck that goat. You um, know, I think it's possible because famously... And we'll do a Patreon episode. I, we're going to get Spencer on this for a Patreon episode, Spencer Puppet. Um, but Gabby Martino, one of the opposite twins, the girly opposite twin, who's like an <laughs> Ariana Grande freak and like is wild um, and is like a bad person and doesn't <laughs> doesn't have that much like engagement, was in Thank You Next. Yeah. So I think it like if we try hard enough, like we can certainly get in a Bella Porch video. I, I think maybe we would we have to make like a video like a semi viral TikTok to one of her songs like I think that's the yeah closest we can do it. track like I think that we could do it um, and also you guys just yeah. I need to see glues in all of Bella Porch's comments on all social medias telling her to have us in a video like what if like you guys convince Bella that we're both like Instagram models or something and we show up on set <laughs> like wearing yeah. our own merch. Being like, no halo, no. baby, you're the reason why I'm so hot. I like, like your dance you're doing. That's thank fun. you. I wish and, that- and we're gonna be like, don't you? Have, and guys, you have to be like, don't look at their follower account. Don't <laughs> yeah. Google them. Don't, don't look at anything. Google. Specifically, Just trust us. Yeah, don't Google Sophie. Um, like she like Googles us and she's like, this can't be right. They both have like four publications at like minor internet (laughs) magazines. (sighs) Anyway, so like the whole theory behind the law, right, is to create at least an illusion of there being some sort of like recourse for people in society that is Mm nonviolent. And that's why I think these, and like we all kind of like implicitly, you know, know that and buy into it, right? So, like, that's why these books, I think, are so irritating to the reader is because it's, like, it literally is just, like, lawlessness. Like, nothing is – it puts us in a place of, like, yeah, like, this is absolute lawlessness. There is no recourse for these girls, and therefore it feels very not real and also, like, there are no stakes. Right. You know what I mean? Like, we are so used to a world where, like – there is recourse, especially for people like these girls. Right. So it's just irritating when over and over again, they're like, actually, we don't believe you. No, we don't believe you. And that is that, yeah, it's very frustrating because obviously these girls have been proved right. Literally, well, I guess sometimes that they falsely accuse someone. But as far as like them actually being like targeted by A, maybe Mm -hmm. not, they're, they're maybe not always right about who A is, but generally, you know, the law enforcement in this town should know that they, you know, are 
um, are who they are. So, right. and, and they're not, they're not, they are, they are who they are. Yeah. Another good acapella song, baby. Um, and we talked about this in the last book. It doesn't really, you know, Nicholas, whatever is being quiet with it. Like he's not blaming Allie. However, I, I don't know why they would not take that them at least a little more seriously when, yeah. with this. Yeah, it's just, like, listen, like, these girls almost got murdered, and, like, you're going to tell them that, like, what they saw when they were being murdered was wrong? Like, I just right. don't— Especially because they weren't high the whole—they weren't, like, the noxious gas, like, wasn't there the whole time. They know they didn't yeah. hallucinate her. And I wish that they could have been, like, no, here are all the, you know, details about when we've seen her, right. you know— but of course they're not going to do that. Yeah. yeah. So that's just like, we kind of return they're like, to that. Allie's probably, you know, gone now. She's probably just going to leave us alone. And it's like, no, she's going to try to drown you. Yeah, exactly. So she does try to drown Emily in this book. Allie, like, so at the beginning of the book, they're like, okay, like, they're kind of like calm before the storm. Like, things are going well in all of their lives. And they're kind of like all like, okay, we know Allie's alive, but like, we haven't gotten any contact since like we were gassed in the basement. And, like, Nick got Mm -hmm. arrested. So, like, they kind of start living their lives again. And they're all, because they got, like, they weren't able to graduate on time. They're all, like, in summer school before, Mm -hmm. like, college the next year so that they can, like, go to college. So, Emily is, like, in summer school. And one day, for some reason, like... This girl is so fucking dumb. For some reason, she's like, okay, I'm going to go, after I go to school, I'm going to go swim in the pool, even though right. the pool is closed. And for also, the like like I said, the girl's ethos at this point is like, or their, their philosophy on Allison is like, well, we know she's still out there, but she's probably not going to do anything. <laughs> which is like, they're like, well, let's just live our lives. Yeah, which is like, when has that ever happened? Like, right. this woman literally was burnt half to death, like, less than a year ago. And within, like, a month, she was back on her bullshit, like, following right. you around and, like, telling stinking, you she was going to, like— Stinking it up with her little stinky tooth. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, she's, like, half a corpse at this point, I think they write. Like, when when Emily finally sees her, she's like, she looks dead. Like, that bitch is, like, busted right, as fuck. Right, yeah. Um, so her like hair is just like one mat of like yeah. <laughs> like it's it's just like like it, like standing straight up like she, she has looks like the Cynthia yeah. doll from Rugrats that like Angelica is <laughs> like cut half to death and it's like its dress is all torn up yeah. what is that like it's some meme where he's like fat nasty broke like <laughs> fighting oh for her life like she's just like disgusting at this point and so that's the other thing where it's like this girl isn't like chilling around town like she's busted up like if she goes into the giant eagle people are like who is this bitch right because she literally yeah she looks like she clawed her way out of the ground at this point yeah which essentially she has done right over and over again which is the other frustrating thing so emily decides to go for a swim in the pool and one of my worst fears happens to her which is that she goes to swim in the pool and it's dark there for some reason because the indoor pool isn't getting used over the summer which like okay this is a high school like that feels like a waste of resources what about windows like it's like is this is this pool just like in like a, a window a windowless room yeah that's kind of what it feels like I, I think it's like maybe they have like frosted glass on the window yeah. so like the lights kind of filtered but the pool is dark and as somebody i swim for exercise 
And literally, like, I will go, you know, at 10.30 a.m. between my classes, and it's fully light, and there are other people. But one of my worst fears is, like, getting drowned by A, which is what happens right. to Emily. And so, you know what? This happens on the TV show, too. Yeah. But I have a feeling, doesn't this happen on the TV show? Um, I feel like it's, at, like, in season two or three, and Paige yeah, drowns Paige. Emily. Does this does that happen before it happens in the books? Yes, because it happens, like, season two. Like, right. this is, like, not even, like, like this is still pre the reveal of Mona as A. Um, right, yeah. And and Paige doesn't, you know, not because she's homicidal, but because she's gay, she's gay for Emily. Yeah. Yeah, it's the drowning was her. out of frustration over her repressed sexuality. Which I just, like, yeah, it when, was season four, which was 2013. So that was before this book was released. Yeah, because this was 2016, right? Yeah, 2015 or 2016. So Sarah Shepard 100% yanked that scene. Yeah. I can say oh, that was Oh, no, it was 20, 2014. Okay, but like, yeah, this, this episode was before it. Yeah, this book, I am comfortable saying 100% Sarah Shepard ripped that. She loves the TV show for some ungodly reason. Well, Miss Eilar- Marlene King had a little gun to her head, so. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so, uh, like, that, I hate, like, I literally think about this all the time, and I think it's because of the Pretty Little Liars TV show, because I never read this book, but every time I'm swimming, I'm literally expecting to get to the end of the lane and for somebody to hold my little swim-capped head down. Or, worse, worse, first of all, I would never, on God, I would never swim in a pool if it was dark. right. And also, I'm constantly afraid. Even, like, I got my little goggles on. I can see everything. Like, a troll is going to come up out of the, under the pool somehow and drag me under. Yeah. And it's like, I swim every single day, and I'm still afraid of this. And and maybe you should be. I think this book kind of proved it right. Listen, I think, okay, so last night, this is is really funny. So, right now, we're in, (laughs) this is so bad. We're in Nick's mom's lake house. And um, we got here last night and we met, she was having dinner with some friends on the patio at like the country club near the lake. Mm -hmm. And um, we got here around dinner time. So we just went and met her there. And she was with these two couples, like these older people who I've met before who are like her friends here. And then they were also having dinner like right next to the table of like these two other friends they have who have like two like five and eight year old kids, I would guess, Mm -hmm. two boys. And the boys were both in like matching golf outfits. Um, no, no. Yeah. And I was just kind of like, and the kids were like, one of the kids, it was getting dark outside and he was freaking out that it was getting dark. And like, he was freaking out and it was like ruining their dinner. And like kind of everybody in the room was like, Michael, like, it's okay. Like the, like, it's okay that it's getting dark. Like nothing's going to happen. It's okay. It's okay, mamas. And like, I was, you know, like having drinks, like whatever. And like, I love kids. I love like messing with kids. So like, I'm kind of (laughs) listening in on this situation. And I was like, so it came, basically what was imbued into my head was that, because they kept telling Michael, like, don't worry. Like, the dad kept saying, Michael, the trolls are friendly. Like, Michael was afraid of <laughs> trolls being outside in the dark. And so he kept over and over again. Michael would, like, freak out. And he was like, Michael, the trolls are friendly. And I was like, so I, I, in my little head, I was like, Michael's afraid of the trolls, right? So we're right. leaving. Nick and I, like, left early because it's all of these, like, adults getting drunk and I was like Mm -hmm. I need to go home we just drove four hours to get here and we're walking out the door and I'm waving goodbye to everyone like nice to meet you nice to meet you and I was like Michael don't worry I'll handle the trolls the room falls silent (laughs) like absolutely oh my god it turns out I basically 
I was saying that I would go outside and I would like vanquish the trolls before Michael had to go home. It turns out Michael was afraid that somebody was going to hurt the trolls. Not that the trolls <laughs> were going to hurt him. Michael was afraid like that the trolls were somehow being brutalized. So I like, everybody goes silent and looks at me and they were like, you mean you're going to go save the trolls, right? And I was like, <laughs> yeah. Like I fucked up this, this family's whole night by trying to get in on the troll now, joke. I think you were being like a troll. Like when you were picturing a troll, you're picturing like your classic bridge troll, yeah, right? Exactly. And he was probably picturing a trolls uh, with a Z. <laughs> like he was picturing a little Justin Timberlake troll. Nothing a little Anna Kendrick you, troll. You dance, 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 yeah. girl. Yeah, he's like, they're out there not stopping the feeling, dad. Like right. I'm afraid that somebody's going to go out there and stop the feeling of the trolls. Right. Fuck, yeah. yeah. I totally okay, fucked the I whole have thing to, up. I have to say something. This is related, and I'm just, I just need to tell our followers this, um, is that I rewatched Minions, the Minions movie, and did you know that Minions, like, kill, like, three cops in it? <laughs> no. <laughs> so, like, Minions, welcome to the resistance. That's all yeah, I have to say. The honestly. Minions cause a crash, which causes, like, a four-cop car pileup. Whoa. This is dude. canon on the way to their villain convention. That's lit. Uh, I mean, it makes sense that minions are ACAB because, like, they are villains. Right. Interesting. Right, exactly. They're, and that's the whole thing. And, yeah. Good for the minions. Um, yeah, so Emily gets, like, she goes in the water despite the risk of being pulled under by a troll in the dark. Um, and Allison mm-hmm. tries to drown her. And then she, like, finally comes up for air. And Allie's like, I came to see you first because you're my favorite person to torture. Like, I'll be visiting the others soon. And then, like, by the time Emily, like, gets out of the water, she's, like, gone. But her well, she, like, grabs her by the switch. And I'm like, Emily, try harder to get this bitch. Yeah. Like, if we wanted to in hand-to-hand combat, they keep telling us how busted up this bitch is. Well, Emily- she hasn't, like, eaten, like, real food. Like, we know that she's eating, like, Twinkies all day. Yeah. Like, her blood <laughs> sugar is not—she, like, is maybe going to have a burst of energy, but you know that she doesn't have a lot of stamina right now. So yeah, get like, in there. And exactly. Emily, you're strong. You're a swimmer. Yeah. She's a swimmer. She, like— that it's a requirement that she like needs to be like lifting weights and like doing like regular dry land workouts and also swimming. Like Emily, if she wanted to, could kill this bitch on site, no questions right. asked. Like, yeah, but and- all she manages to do is like get her little hoodie. Right. And then there she's like, oh, there's a blonde hair on it. And so they give it to the cop, they give it to Fuji. And Fuji's actually like, actually, it's Spencer's hair. You ugly bitches. Yeah, and it's like clearly you're t- but it's like they weren't, and then they treat that. I think Fuji treats that as like they're being crazy. Like they you know, are, like, making up that they, they're seeing Allie. And, but it's, like, why would they? Right. But that's the thing, though, is, like, I think maybe if I'm if I'm trying to read it in, like, a way that is, you know, uh, it gives lenity toward the author, I think, like, partially what Sarah Shepard is, like, maybe writing into is, like, young women not being believed by law enforcement when it comes right. to, like— sexual assault and like other you mm-hmm. know like um crimes towards young women but like so that's like the only thing i can think of like the reason maybe that that's relevant right. literarily but it's also just like it feels more like a like plot movement than like something that serves her writing more books than actually like making a statement on something right but i guess that's one way of reading it um because it also just feels like I like at this point, like why don't these girls still have full time security detail? Right, and especially because like she's, you know, Jasmine Fuji is the FBI. 
So they have a lot of resources behind this. It's not your local Rosewood cop who like is right. It, yeah, like they are invested in this. So and also would, the FBI they're doing a really like, bad job. Yeah, like they're still camped out in Rosewood for some reason. Mm-hmm. Like I don't think there's like a Rosewood field office, but they're still kind of. I'm sure they're like co-opting a, a conference room at the local Marriott, right? Like to run to run point on this. Yeah, I just it's like. After the last book where we finally got movement, the lack of, like, movement in this book is a little annoying. We do get some fun plot move. Well, I mean, I don't know. So let's stay on Emily's story. So Mm -hmm. Emily receives correspondence from Jordan, the preppy thief. The preppy thief. Yeah. The preppy thief. Um, I almost said the petty thief, which. No. That too. But Mm -hmm. so the preppy thief, she's in jail she, like, got caught because Emily was tweeting at her. Right. But Which, she has like, good—I guess the good thing is she's— at the, this time in the book is that she is probably going to get out early on parole because they, like, bungled her case. No, this is what it was specifically. Both times she had been arrested, conveniently they didn't read her her Miranda rights. Honey, <laughs> you have the right to date Steve. <laughs> You have the and right to eat cake out of the trash. You have the right to eat that sandwich, honey. <laughs> you have the right to order takeout, sweetheart, and watch Jules and Jim or whatever the her favorite show is. Yeah. So how like that's just the dumbest thing. Like you couldn't write anything else about why this case has been bungled. Like there's so many things. Like they arrested her like internationally. Like, part of it, that I think, could be a reason. I think like, part of it too was that she was a minor. Like they did something that it was like you because she was 17 at the time or something. Yeah, I, yeah. So she's getting parole, which like that also I don't think would happen. Like she would just get let free if they had bungled her case. To the if point it was a mistrial, was, yeah, yeah, you can't get parole if you're not prosecuted. Like, that's not how that works. So she goes, she's like, yeah, I'm getting out of jail soon. Like, my lawyer is working on it. And so Emily goes and visits her. They are like, I'm still in love with you, which is like, you guys knew each other for four days. And then you tweeted at each other. Like, right. Okay, um, that is annoying. Like, I read, I read a really good like fan blog. Yeah, about that was because the synopsis is not on the wiki. So yeah. Was, yeah, no, yeah. So I had to track down that fan blog. I'm sure we ended up reading the same one. Yeah. So I read a really good fan blog where she was like, it was clearly written by like a 13 year old girl, and she was like, "Listen, I'm getting sick of these girls kissing and dissing, and that's what it feels like. Like yeah. they hook up with someone, and they're like." Wow. Was it the spoilerqueen.blogspot.com? The spoilerqueen.blogspot.com. Honor her. Lift her up. Yeah. Give her her shine. Like, she's incredible. Um, Because there wasn't, I love to, I have to read the synopsis before I read these books. And there was no synopsis on the regular Pretty Little Liars fan wiki. And so I was like, I cannot go into this book blind. Like, I need to know what expect to expect. So I read the Spoiler Queen's blog. But So I thought her commentary was really good about how, like, they always have a new boyfriend or girlfriend. Mm -hmm. And they're like, like, Emily's like, I'm in love with Jordan. Like, I'm riding for Jordan. I'm driving my ass. has the fucking same thing happened in this book. Yes. That has happened in every single book for Spencer. Um, So Emily and her are like, it's like, okay, yes. Like, she's getting out of jail soon. We're so excited. And then, like, three days later, Emily calls Jordan's lawyer and is like, 
okay, like when's my when's my, when's my wife getting home? out of jail? Yeah. And he's like, Emily, I don't know how to tell you this, but Jordan was killed in a prison fight. It is wild because also, and this is canon that Allie like either paid someone off inside, she paid someone off inside to kill Jordan. And then she broke this bitch out of jail, and then she killed the girl who she had paid off to kill. Yeah. And uh, Jordan. And yes. I'm like, she doesn't have, like, again, like, wouldn't they be like, what's that smell? Oh, my God. <laughs> that girl has a stinky little tooth. Hey, what are you doing here? I, it just seems wrong to me. I'm like, she couldn't, like, I don't think getting in and out of jail, that's kind of, that's a lot of work. And this is, like, a high-security prison because Jordan's, like, this is, like, a federal. Yeah, Jordan's you know? a federal offender. Yeah. yeah, exactly. It's, like, the whole thing. It's, like, is this a juvenile prison? Like, or is she, like, an adult facility? Like, and, mm-hmm. like, the way that the lawyer says it, too, is, like, Emily, uh, honey, this is clearly your first rodeo. Prison fights happen all the time. People are just being, like, killed in prison fights all the time. Like, don't yeah, look into like, it, baby. they're, like, we're not going to look into it. They're, like, it's yeah. <laughs> They act like it's like they're like, well, this is what they do in here. Like Emily was like, it, like the line in the book is something hilarious. Like Emily was shocked at the nature of senseless prison violence, and it's like, oh god, Jesus Christ! It's so convenient for like this shitty ass author to be like, people die in prison, people kill each other in there. It's a bad place. Like, don't, don't they know. also go to prison at some point during the TV show? Or is that when they were abducted? They're going to go to prison and then they get abducted into the dollhouse. I, I don't know. I never watched that, but I think that sounds like, Oh, you haven't seen the dollhouse arc. I haven't. I really, <gasps> we should watch it and maybe talk about it. On you Patreon. have to Sophie. It's so good. Okay. Maybe I'll, I just like, <sighs> Every time I watch, like, I tried to watch, like, the time, after the time jump, and I got, like, three episodes in, it's and really, I was like, I it's, it's mind-numbing. Like, it's, I was yeah. like, I want to watch as, like, a funny thing, but I can't, like, mentally, I can't even, like, right. track It's a lot. It. Um, and there are, like, kind of a lot of characters. Yeah. That's the thing, is, like, all of a sudden, they're like, Jacob's back. And you're like, who's Jacob? Who's Jacob? <laughs> they're like, Cornelius, Guys. what are you doing here? Yeah, exactly. And you're just like, who? Um, okay, wait, let's talk about Hannah's arc in this book. Okay, because we got our wish. Remember last we book, we were like, we want them to go to LA and shoot a movie. Yeah. But unfortunately, Hannah is shooting a movie. She's playing Naomi in a movie, which I think is very funny because I thought that they was tricking her when like, she got this call and they're like, we want you to play this girl in a movie. Me um, too. And then the girl who is playing um, Hannah is like the starlet. Um, do you remember her name? Um, uh, oh, I, it's on the tip of my tongue. Haley, Haley, Haley. something. Yeah. Um, she's like a Disney Channel star. Right. And so she's like uh, playing Hannah in the movie and she's doing a really bad job, but she takes Hannah under her wing. Um, it's funny that Hannah is also like um, one, she's like, maybe Lucy Hale will play me in the movie, which I thought was Wait, funny. Wait, did she say that? Yeah. I didn't catch that. That's really funny. Yeah, I think it is funny. Um, and but so Haley is, you know, acting out on set and she gets fired, and then Hannah is gonna replace her and play herself. Um, which as this fan blog also pointed out, um, it it is funny because when they're shooting this scene, um, which I'm also like, tell me like more of the logistics of like the cruise ship set like in Rosewood. I'm like, that would take a while to build. And they're like well, getting this shit off the ground. Rosewood has to have like a warehouse somewhere. That That's they're true. Just using for like studio scenes. Also, they like, it seemed as if, cause they're like, we're shooting in Rosewood, but I don't, 
I don't think that that implied they're shooting the whole movie in Rosewood. Okay. Because Hannah's doing a lot of car travel during this book. That's true. And so she could be going to, because they go back and forth between New York a lot. Like, she could be going to, like, kind of, like, Westchester and shooting stuff. Like, yeah. I'm not willing to say that they're they're filming. Like, they have to be doing that. Because I thought the same thing, like, because mm-hmm. they built out the whole tiki bar set from the cruise ship. Because for some reason, part of the movie is the cruise. I don't know. And they... I was thinking the same thing. Like, it must be some sort of, like, they're at a different studio. Yeah, which also, okay, this is interesting. Well, well, the first thing that, that the the blog pointed out is that the dialogue in the script for the movie is the exact same dialogue as it was, like, as it actually happened, which yeah. is kind of funny. Definitely. Um, did they ever address, like, did they sign away their life rights? Because it's literally like the characters, it's not inspired by, it's like, okay, these characters are called Arya, Hannah, Emily, and Spencer, and Allie. So I don't know, and they're minors how this too. Works. So I'm like, this seems, yeah. Uh, well, they're no longer minors. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I think but at, definitely at the time 18. of Pretty Little Killer. Yeah. So I don't know how this works. Do you have any idea? Because it might, like, I don't know. Like when somebody, I think that I suspect that the way life rights works mm-hmm. is that if somebody and their and or their estate signs their life rights then only the person who has the rights can make the movie. But I think if you haven't signed your life rights, like, anybody can make the movie. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, think about how many movies there are about, like, Martin Luther King. There's no way people are, like, continually buying Martin Luther King's life rights, right? Well, he's also dead. And these girls are not dead. Like, I wonder if there's, like, a statute of limitation. I don't know. I don't know. It, if anyone knows, like, let us know. Um, that, to me, is not something that I think of because I don't think, like, think about, like, Lifetime movies. Like, Lifetime movies will well, be, like, like Patty Ann Baker, the the kitchen killer. Okay, okay, this is interesting. So, the before you decide to purchase the rights to a person's life story, it is worth considering what you are buying. When you buy the rights to portray someone in film or television, you are buying a bundle of rights. These rights include protection from suits based on defamation, invasion of privacy, and the right to publicity. So essentially, you're buying your legal protection. You may also be buying the cooperation of the subject and his or her families. And then, if the subject of the life story is deceased, much of the rationale for buying these rights disappears since defamation and invasion of privacy actions protect personal rights— uh, that do not descend to the estate. In other words, people can spread lies and falsehoods about the dead, reveal their innermost secrets, and their heirs cannot sue for defamation or invasion of privacy on behalf of a deceased person. A writer could publish a revisionist history of George Washington portraying our first president as a child molester and a thief, and his heirs would have no remedy. Yeah, so that's kind of what I thought, which is that, like, because think about, like, so right now, there's a they've taken out, like, Lori Laughlin and her family have taken out a um they're suing that movie that came out on Netflix that we talked about on the Patreon Blue, Varsity, Varsity Blues. Blue, yeah. Um they're suing that movie for defamation. So that makes sense. That like when you buy life rights, what you're buying are um your legal protection. Your your legal protection. And I like Netflix probably people, doesn't care. But 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 these girls are not these are I mean even though this crazy thing happened to them, they are I would say private citizens. Like they were not they're not celebrities. They're not, and Lori Laughlin is one thing, and but like a president, like you can make a movie about Obama probably, and like that's more well known info. It's harder to prove defamation, essentially. Yeah, you know, like I think these girls could definitely sue, but I think that 
you know, like nobody, I guess they're not going. Yeah, yeah. The law has never been on their side in all right. of fifteen books that we've read. So why yeah. would anybody step up and advocate advocate for their humanity? If if anyone knows, tell tell us because I don't think either of us are very well versed on this. Let us know if anyone has any like actual insight as to what the process would be for this because that is inter- I've never thought about that before. Let until us this know, one. and and me and Franny will initiate the process of using our meager podcast income to buy Bella Porches life rights. Yeah. Um, yeah. So Hannah is in this movie. She ends up getting to play herself. And then like, did we talk about how she and that girl Haley go clubbing and Haley takes a picture of her kissing the guy playing Mike in the movie? Right. And then that ends up, and then Hannah like tells Mike eventually and he's like, okay. Yeah. Mike is like, I will protect you at all costs. And like, it just kind of goes away. Right. Mike's probably into that shit. Honestly, like, who wouldn't be at that point? Like right. they've been to, like it feels like we've been reading these books forever. They've been together forever. Like she kisses one guy one time while like clubbing with a bunch of celebrities. Like if Nick, like let's say Nick was all of a sudden, well, and the guy movie, kisses her also. Yeah, you know. No, this is what I'm saying. If Nick was all of a sudden in a movie and he was like getting famous and like wanted to go clubbing with his new movie friends and like somehow he ended up kissing the girl playing me in the movie for, like, a photo op, like, I would not be pissed about that. Like, I have so many more problems than boyfriend <laughs> now, kissing now, a Now, speaking of Lifetime person. movies, that would kind of be a good plot for a Lifetime movie. It's that a guy gets famous, um, and uh, and there's a movie based on his life, and the so the real girlfriend um, is, like, or the, the girl who's, like, playing you becomes jealous of your your true relationship yeah. and then tries to kill you and wants to replace you. Now, that's a good movie. That's, that's a good fun. movie. Yeah, nobody make that. We call it. Um, yeah, we call it. And that's how the rights work, right? That's how rights work, 100%. I, yeah. I try, in three years, I'm going to have a legal degree. So if you do it after that, <laughs> I will sue the shit out of you and you'll wish that you never heard the name Girls Like Us. Um, <laughs> the name. <laughs> the name. Uh, we, when we name. legally change both of our names to girls like us. Yeah, exactly. I, for I'd, tax I'd be willing reasons, to do it for obviously. tax reasons. Absolutely. Yeah. I dissolve my personhood and just become an <laughs> LLC. I'm like, I've stopped. I'm no longer legally alive. I'm just like right. um, an LLC. Yeah. So let's talk about Spencer. Uh, Spencer. So Spencer has started an anti-bullying <laughs> blog where she has like people submit their tales of bullying and this is kind of brought up a little bit but they were fucking bullies and yeah. Spencer doesn't do really a good job of being like no I was a bully um it, it is more about like her being like well I was bullied by A which that's I that is not bullying what A is doing to you is like stalking you and threatening right. your life obviously in some cases you know bullying can get to that point but uh I don't think most bullies have like millions of dollars in funding behind them to specifically bully right. you <laughs> You bullying know. is not usually like a large scale criminal enterprise is what I would say. Yeah, exactly. Um, she starts this blog um, and she gets all these good messages, except she gets this one message from this guy, Dominic, who's like, fuck you, you little, you little pig slut. Like, I'm going to fucking kill you. And so she's getting bullied on her anti-bullying blog. But then she gets messages from this nice guy who's like, my, what he initially says is I used to be the bully. And then they meet in person and they're on a date and he says, actually, my stepmom bullied me. Um, And what we didn't bring up yet is that there's this whole thing called uh, 
alley cats and alley cats are fans of alley who think that she's still alive and want to help her and they've like mobilized like it's mm-hmm. they're like they've out unionized. there doing the thing yeah. yeah they've unionized um they're paying their dues baby um and so it turns out of course at the end of the book this guy that spencer has fallen in love with is an alley cat because she trusts him too quickly and he's actually the guy who's also been sending her the threatening messages as well. So he's kind of got her way into his life. And wait. then it's it's revealed that Allie paid him to do that. Yeah. Okay, wait. I'm confused. I guess I skimmed over this. So the guy, Greg, that she was mm-hmm. going on, that, that guy, the guy that we're talking right. about, I thought that was the blogger from the last book. What happened to him? The art blogger? No, the guy who, like— the guy who was doing the conspiracy theory blogs who she connected with. No, because that guy was like, that's Chase. And that guy is like, didn't want any, he was too worried that he would get like killed. So he dumped her. Whoa. I, wow. Wow. So Spencer's like moving on. She's hopping from dick to dick. Dude, (laughs) all of these books, all in all of these books, Spencer is literally hopping from dick to dick. Franny, I read this entire book thinking that Greg was (laughs) Chase. Reefer's dick is still warm when she's on to Chase's (laughs) dick. You know, it's like... (laughs) She's going back and forth. <laughs> Reefer, because Reefer moved to Australia. That's the thing. Is like, if, if we're, okay, so like, if I'm in creative writing, like, 302 mm-hmm. with Sarah Shepard, and she's bringing in, like, all of these novels, and I've spent, you know, the last 12 hours reading these novels, and I'm sitting down to workshop these. I'm saying, at the beginning of ARC, you know, three or whatever mm-hmm. arc we're on right now. Spencer meets a guy. This reefer guy, this Greg guy, this Chase guy could all be one man, one character. Yeah. Push that all into one character. You can make it work. Like you you do have to write a character that's dynamic and has different interests and maybe sometimes is surprising <laughs> and maybe sometimes like is like acts outside of like a stereotype, but you could write that like that okay this blows my mind i spent this whole book thinking that greg was chase i don't know how that because all of a sudden greg was just they were like oh me and greg are hanging out and i just because they were communicating online i thought it was chase Mm -hmm. i think that's what it was wow and there's a lot of blog-based content because aria also has a blog-based thing later um and and i think that's a good point sophie because if she had had one guy at the beginning and then by the end, then it was revealed like, oh no, he was working with Allie this whole time. And I guess we kind of got that reveal with Nick a little bit. Um, however, like, I think that that would have been better and that would have been much more interesting yeah. because that's, we always know in this book, if a new character is introduced, they're either going to end up dead or they're going to end up as yeah. helping A somehow. So right. it's not, it was not surprising at all to me when this guy ended up being um, no. like bad. No, exactly. Like, that was the thing. I was waiting this whole book because this whole book, like you said, like, Aria also has, like, blog-related things happening. So this whole book, they're getting all these calls, like, from New York, like, come to this event in New York, come do this, come do that. And all of these calls, every time they take a call from an unknown number being like, baby— I'm buying your art or like come do this anti-bullying thing or like, hey, I'm your new boyfriend. Like you stupid bitches. Like every time, like people on the phone are just not giving you things for free. Like they seem to be doing like, this is all orchestrated by Allie. Like we know that Allie is like, she's a world builder. Like she's a storyteller. Mm -hmm. She's an improviser. Like girlfriend is like 
getting all of these people to help her out. Like, we know she's capable of that by this point. Like, don't get on an Amtrak because a random person from a phone number you've never gotten a call from before tells you they'll reimburse you. Right, exactly. Yeah. Like, how are we still doing this? And being like, wow, I guess the world is inherently good because I just sold a painting. Like, this is on Aria's storyline. Like, she... Like, all of a sudden, her mom calls her one day, and she's like, hey, girl, are you sitting down? Because I've got news. And she's like, um, this, like, a representative for this, like, the world's biggest, most prominent art collector just called mm-hmm. me, and, like, he wants to buy your painting. That painting, a portrait of Allie. And, yeah. like, conveniently, this man be traveling— And so, like, he doesn't come to any of, like, the subsequent art shows that kind of pop up around Aria's, like, Mm -hmm. um, Aria, like, doing this. And so it's, like, they're, like, where's, like, what's his name, Richard or whatever? They're, like, where's Richard? And they're, like, oh, he's traveling. And it's, like, of course he's not real. Like, of course anybody can dress up as anybody in 2021. Like, you idiot. And, you know, this is, like, when you brought up, like, they literally keep doing the same thing over and over again. So, last night, I watched Scream 2, right? And I'm a big fan. Mm. I like the Scream franchise a lot. And uh, Nev Campbell's character, like, we see between the events of Scream 1, where she, you know, was essentially a similar thing to what these girls are going through. And Scream 2, like, immediately we see she, like, installed caller ID on her phone. Like, she is um, really like cautious about certain things and like she learned from that experience and like is doing having ways that she can make herself feel safe or at least protect herself so that she knows when something is legit or not and like that is not these girls do not know how to do that at all and it's like that was in the 90s i mean not that i i I don't know i'm sure scream has some um has some plot holes as well but it's like you could certainly like you need to like verify people's numbers like you need to like do all this stuff like you are being dumb yeah like this is my thing like if I had lived through what these girls like I you know like if I had lived through what these girls had lived through like I'm not going anywhere without like my father yeah you know what I mean yeah like I'm not lying to my parents about where I'm going I'm right. Not, I'm like if I'm going somewhere like nine people have my location and there's like four adult men with me. Right, exactly. You're like putting like a dog chip inside yourself and everyone is having access exactly. to it. I'm um, going to the doctor and begging them to chip me with the vaccine cuz in this yeah, universe, exactly. I'm getting vaccinated. And this I'm like I <laughs> chip me up, finally magnetize me baby, like take me yeah. to fucking hell. Exactly. I, and also the other thing that happens in this book is Arya and Noel get back together, which, whatever. I don't care. I couldn't I don't care, care either. I, like, whatever. Congratulations, guys. So how does this book end, Sophie? Wow. So <laughs> essentially they, so they find out when Nick is arrested that his family was very wealthy and that they were like landlords, essentially. Like they owned a bunch of properties. Mm-hmm. And they find, like, a receipt in the pocket of that sweatshirt Mm -hmm. that ties Allie to a, a, like, suburb or, like, kind of, like, subdivision called Ashland. 
Mm-hmm. Um, because she like bought something at a turkey hill there, which I thought was a funny, <laughs> a funny detail. Uh, like it go, they go from Wawa to like Turkey Hill, right? Um, from Wawa and, to Turkey Hill. That's going to be the third like made for TV movie based on these girls' lives. Exactly about this like third chapter right. where they're just driving around trying to track this bitch down. So they find this and they go to that Turkey Hill in that neighborhood. And they find out, basically, that his family, like, owns a house in that neighborhood. So they're like, she's definitely using that Mm -hmm. as her hideout. So they get the bright idea, I guess, that they are, like, going to install security cameras all over that in broad daylight. And then what also happens is Emily is so mad once Jordan dies, she goes and, like, destroys the hideout. And it's like, Emily, you're obviously on camera. And then she, she, like, cuts herself and loses blood. And then... What tra- these girls have essentially set themselves up because at the very end of the book, the FBI arrests them. They're like, Allie is alive, but we know you've been torturing her. <laughs> you've been keeping yeah. her and torturing her. Right, because um, her teeth are there. Her teeth are laying yeah. all around the house. Her stinky little teeth. I thought that was a funny detail. They're like, we found blood and teeth everywhere. <laughs> like, what the fuck? So think about how busted this bitch looks now, now that she's like pulled out a bunch of her teeth for the Which, sake of I'm- like... Yeah. yeah. Maybe she'll get, I mean, maybe that, like, she was like, I got to get some dentures or something. Um, I, literally, like, they are, d- did this not happen, like, two books ago? Like, FBI arrested them for something that they did not yeah. do. And then they're right. like, actually, let's explain. I mean, the last book is the last book in the series. Um, so, you know, we don't, I don't know. We'll see uh, what happens. But um, actually, I think our schedule is going to line up perfectly that we're going to read the last book in the series. And then we're going to do our Twilight Month. Yeah, um, we are doing And Twilight then we'll start whatever next series we're doing. Yeah. Um, so I am excited to finally fucking finish these books because it's just like... Right. I'm, I'm sure what happens is that Allison dies once and for all. Like, they, you know, they do the thing where they, yeah. like, physically watch her. Like, they, like, you know, they kill her and then they, like, they do what they do in Twilight, which is that they, like, decapitate her and they burn all the parts. Um, right. <laughs> Like, it needs to be, like, they need to just totally, like, I I just, I can't see anything happening in this next book that'll make me feel good. Right, exactly. Like, it's just going to be the resolution we've been waiting for now for, like, nine years worth of books. I predict that she is going to die, but then at the end, there's going to be, like, a little, like, you thought I was gone, didn't you, bitches? Well, actually, I'm still alive. Honestly, maybe a better ending for these books would be a sort of rehashing of the fire scene from Wanted. Mm-hmm. But they all just burn. All five. All of them. of them die? Oh, wow. You know what that I mean? Would like, that would be, yeah. that would be, more, no, but that, I think at this point, having read all of these fucking books, that that would be more satisfying to me than, um, than like Allison dying and like them being like, yeah. Ari is now pregnant with Noel's baby and Hannah's a famous <laughs> actress and like, What's her name? Also, Spencer Hannah doesn't deserve Yale. to be. Hannah sucks. Hannah sucks so much. She Dude, has. I, I would say that she has had head. close to zero character development during this whole thing. But so neither is Spencer. Like Spencer is. Yeah, Spencer horrible. hasn't either. Emily, like, at least Emily was more interesting to read this book because yes. she actually did something, and that was fun. That I will yeah. say that Emily's essentially been jokerified like everything's been stripped yeah. from her in her entire life like truly everybody she's ever fucked has been like murdered at the hands of Allison at this point right. and like she had a baby had to give up the baby like I think that like 
it like I think that she's definitely had some development. I think maybe Arya has just because of like what she's been through with her family. But like mm-hmm. Hannah and Spencer, like throw them away, and like I don't care. Yeah, take those blondes out with the the trash. So with that, I think that we're I think that we've covered this book. I yeah. um I'm excited to finish up. I'm excited to do Twilight Month. Mm-hmm. Follow us on social media at Girls Like Us Show. Send us questions, comments, concerns. What do you think? like, is going on with Allie's teeth? Is she getting dentures? Is she just going and getting veneers put in? Is she, like, going full, like, crazy and getting, like, permanent, you know, like, Is she doing riffraff? Is she doing, like, is she, like, you know, making them, like, into little, like, pointy snake teeth? What is she doing? Right, exactly. What's she doing? Hashtag, what is she doing with her teeth? Yeah. Um, Let us know. Find our Frolic Sorority Sister podcast on frolic.media slash podcast. There's a lot of great content offerings there. Um, all you got to do is click and learn. Um, our merch is still for sale. Um, keep buying merch. It's um, in our link tree, our, in like the links in our bios. Use that link, buy merch, give it to your friends. Um, Labor Day is a great holiday to give somebody <laughs> podcast-related gifts. Right. Um so I, there's still time. Listening to podcast is labor that you are doing. Exactly. We're not doing the labor here. You are. <laughs> you are. So take that time, buy some merch, um, do it up. Uh, I don't know. Are the, like the holidays are in like three months. And if you're worried about shipping delays, honey, there is no time like the present to buy Girls Like Us merch for all of the special people in your life. Yeah, our theme music is by the wickedly talented one and only Leggy. Subscribe to our Patreon, uh, girls like or patreon.com slash girls like us show and have a great rest of your week. See ya. Bye bye.